0: What is the secret to health and human flourishing, to living a life in the fullness of what you could be? What if this whole time, who you were meant to be was already within you, waiting to arise, waiting to expand? Each and every one of us is made to bloom, and each of us together can brighten the whole world. I'm Sarah Walters, and I welcome you to Bloom, Hello friends, I want to talk to you today about polarization. That is such a buzzword right now, for good reason. What exactly does that mean? All that means is that on the wide spectrum of thoughts and beliefs, you see a lot more people at the extremes these days. I looked up the synonyms for polarization and here's what I got. Divorce. Separation isolation, rupture, segregation. And what screams at me when I hear these words is that ultimately polarization is about disconnection with each other and the breaking up of humanity. There's so much happening in our world that fuels our anxiety and polarization is one of the biggest symptoms of intense anxiety. So I want to talk today about why we've become so polarized and how your ability to see what's happening from a higher perspective can actually help lower your anxiety, provide you more ability to be calm in the midst of all this chaos, and ultimately give you an even greater ability to influence the world around you for the better. Calm is good. Calm is contagious. Calm increases your immunity system, which is much needed in the wake of coronavirus. So let's help ourselves out and start to unpack just what's happening. To start, if you're like me, you're probably finding people's intensity meter soaring around social and political issues. I was uh, talking to my husband the other night about something political and told him that I wanted to ask him a question for the podcast. I could immediately feel his anticipation and uh, intensity rise as I asked him this very important, very polarizing question. The only question that I want to ask you is, if you were a hot dog... Would you eat yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm glad you changed your mind. Would you eat eat yourself? No. (laughs) So I apparently think I'm hilarious. (laughs) I don't know that my husband does, but I don't know. He did say that, no, he would not eat himself if he was a hot dog. But if he was a filet mignon, then he would for sure be eating himself. So (laughs) there's that. But it never, never ceases to amaze me how words, which are simply the written or spoken representations of ideas, that when they're strung together in the form of a sentence can create such distinct internal experiences. From joy and laughter to anger and fear. And had I asked a different question, I might have gotten a very different response from him. Our internal states can vary widely from moment to moment and word to word. So what happens when our internal state becomes anxious around a topic? Now this, my friends, is where we start to polarize. Now, my goal today is not to say that where you are at or what side you're on is right or wrong. It's simply to offer you a different perspective about how to see what's happening from this 50,000 foot view. So we want to zoom out of our normal ways of seeing and just look at the process of what's going on. Now, one of my areas of study as a therapist has been in Bowen family systems. And the theory is that family systems are a microcosm of even larger systems that exist in our culture, our nation, and our world. So the patterns that families get into, which create chaos and unrest, also mimic the same patterns that we get into as a society. And from this perspective... I'm offering you what I see. And now I'm going to unpack for you three reasons for why this is happening, why we're so polarized, and then give you several tips just on what you can do about it. First, what causes people to become extreme? In short, anxiety, fear, stress. All of these words can be switched out to represent one another. So let's take a, a look at the process of what happens inside of us when we become fearful. When we're scared, when we're in a place of fear, we naturally defend. We protect. We lose our ability to access what's called our prefrontal cortex, responsible for impulse control and rational thinking. When we're in fear, we are very literally acting from the brain region that we share in common with animals and reptiles. In short, we become animalistic. We tend to see other as a threat to our survival and we want to take them out or make them like us so that they feel safe to us. Because familiar is what feels safe. And when we're operating out of this animalistic mindset we tend to collapse to a worldview that thinks in terms of us versus them and we no longer have the ability to hold a different perspective we only see our own and our own limited view becomes our worldview so we first described how polarization starts as an internal process right But the second part of this that you need to understand is how what is happening inside of us affects what we do outside of ourselves relationally. Namely, we want to talk about how our internal anxiety affects the external world. In family systems theory, the more anxious a person feels internally, the more they tend to move towards the outer edges of a spectrum or to the extremes, and they tend to become more forceful, forceful externally towards others and their opinions. Usually what happens is this anxiety makes us want to fix and change and protect or save others. And this means that we begin to assume over-responsibility to change people when changing others is completely outside of our control. Now we can influence others, but we cannot control or change anybody else. And people are influenced by how we show up, by what energy we bring to the relationship. And if we show up anxiously, other people feel this intensity and feel anxious with it and will resolve their own anxiety by one of two ways. They will either side with you or with whoever is anxious, which is a form of conformity, or an effort to get some space, they might go the opposite way and react against this person or thought defensively with this fight stance. I see this all the time in my office with parents and their children. The more anxious a parent is, the more they tend to try to control their child. And the child either reacts to this through conforming to what the parent wants and sort of denies their own individualism, or in an attempt to have their own sense of self, they'll rebel and fight against the parent and cut off from them relationally. But either way, you lose something. You can think of it a bit like a magnet. So the force of a magnet, it either sucks another magnet into itself or it repels it away. But when we're anxious, we do the same thing. We either force conformity to our side or we repel others away from us. Big picture, when a person gets anxious, they fight harder. And unfortunately or fortunately, the harder you fight something, the harder it fights you back. You empower what you fight This is the standard law of physics, and that says that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. This is part of the natural balancing process that exists in every system on the planet, from protons and electrons to humans and their family or group of people in a nation. I see this all the time in families, that the more a person fights to change someone else, the less the other person changes. Isn't this interesting? That you actually create the force that fights against you anytime you enter the world in a demanding or anxious way. You are creating your own pushback. A third reason for why polarization happens is because we all innately process information from the world around us through something called confirmation bias. We all have it. We're all prone to it. And confirmation bias is just, it means that we attend to information that confirms our already held belief system. So we pay attention to what we already think, And then this further gives us a sense of our own rightness, and it further isolates us from being able to see other viewpoints. Confirmation bias is the tendency that each of us have to favor the information that confirms our already held beliefs. It's also our tendency to remember facts selectively that affirm our position, and we tend to filter out the rest of the facts that just don't fit what we already think. And usually this effect is stronger for really emotionally charged issues or for deeply entrenched beliefs. So this bias, it creates a snowball effect and further polarizes people into their worlds, into their sides, and away from each other. So now that I've given you a few reasons behind why we're so split, I want you to consider that if these things are true, then what the H-E-double hockey sticks do we do with this information? Like, how in the world do we get out of this endless self-perpetuating cycle? If you see yourself clearly in the midst of this polarization, and you want to rise up out of that instinctive, animalistic nature driven by fear, how might you begin I want to encourage you that the first step you can take is actually very simple and very effective. You can begin to get a little more curious. Curiosity is a superpower. Curiosity allows you to see with new eyes and listen with open ears. It explores ideas, in non-defensive ways, and seeks to understand before being understood, which actually opens up connection and communication with others. Curiosity takes us out of our animal instincts and puts us back in touch with our ability to be human. And humans have the unique ability to be conscious, meaning we have the ability to choose our path. We are not victims to our instincts. So let's start by getting curious. And here are a few questions to guide your curiosity along the way. First, know that when you see anger, whether in yourself or in another, know that you are seeing protection. And so with that anger, with that protection, A good question to ask is, what is this person protecting? What does this person feel is being threatened? And is it possible for you to see why that person might want to protect that thing, even if that thing is not important to you? Another question to ask is whether or not both the thing that you want and the thing that the other person wants are both valid needs, even if they're seemingly opposite. So when things get anxious, people tend to see in black and white. They see in either or, and they think if my side is valid, then yours is invalid. But is it possible to hold two seemingly opposing thoughts together and affirm them both as having aspects of truth? This is a advanced way of seeing the world and it's called non-dualistic thinking or said another way it's called dialectical thinking these are people who are able to see the world as both and but the reason that it's so hard to do that is because when we get anxious we want to collapse on one side or the other because it feels more safe it feels more resolved We think it's better to choose a side so we don't have to hold the tension and sometimes confusion that comes from holding both sides. And sometimes, you know, we need to resolve this tension. Life requires that we make decisions and we take actions and that we stand for things. That is true. And sometimes we don't have to resolve the tension. We can live in the space between. Whether we act or don't act or Resolve this tension, that's not really the problem. The problem comes when we make our decision and take a stand, but then require or force others to agree with our stance from an anxious, fearful, and demanding place. You see, when you collapse to one side anxiously, you lose the wisdom and perspective from the other side that brings balance. And it, when you cut off from the other side, you lose wholeness. Wholeness is about a community coming together. When you stay connected to all sides, you have access to the whole without cutting off from the wisdom of a person, a people group, or an ideology. So yes, two things can be true at the same time and they don't have to cancel one another out. So I want to encourage you. That if, if you feel divided internally because you see different perspectives, that's okay. You can be right where you're at. And You don't need to rush anywhere else or feel the need to make a decision right now. And if you're very strong in your opinions, that's awesome too. You're fighting for something that you feel is being threatened that needs attention. I would just encourage you to explore what you might be protecting And thoughtfully consider what is the best way to preserve this very important thing in your life without adding more anxiety to the collective veins. Because what you bring into the world is influenced by what you're experiencing here in your own body, in your own mind, and your heart. So as always, check in with yourself, check in with your own body, Do your work here. And that work that you do inside of yourself will contribute to the world in either constructive or destructive ways. But it always, always, always starts with you. You matter. Your life matters. What you do matters. Thank you for listening, friends. As always, be kind and curious.